This is Grunt to Grunt Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. Coming to you from the Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome, I am your host, Benjamin Burroughs. I am one voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand guard and take shots, give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. And it is a great and glorious day to be out selling your products and selling your services. For you are the great American thunder on which this nation rolls because nothing happens until something is sold. Nothing happens until you sell it. Welcome to Grunt to Grown Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. I'm your host, Benjamin Burroughs. We are coming to you from the fabulous Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome, and I want to thank Sonny Thunder and the Sons of Thunder for allowing us to bring you this podcast week after week after week after week after week. <laughs> Almost sounds like drudgery, doesn't it? <laughs> Dave's over there uh, showing me a couple of his fingers right now. No, it's not drudgery. We have a great time. Uh, doing the podcast, and we want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day uh, to listen to the Grunt to Grown podcast. And I want to thank you for communicating with me, uh, for sending me your thoughts and your comments and your criticisms, your positives and your negatives. You can do that at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. That's greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. Also, I uh, want to say thank you. Uh, for purchasing the book, Grunt to Grown, Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. Um, we are just under the 900 books sold mark. Now, my goal was to sell 10,000. That's pretty aggressive for a first-time author. I understand that, and I've been told that by uh, a, a lot of the uh, industry experts that maybe I set my goal a little too high at 10,000, but I'm trusting in you, the Grunt to Grown Nation to reach in and and purchase this book. Purchase it for yourself. Purchase it for your friends. Um, if you don't like the book, purchase it for your enemies. <laughs> it's Grunt to Grown. Sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. It is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com. It's available at Walmart.com. And again, we are working very diligently to try and get it set up where you can buy the book direct from me an autographed copy. So we're working on that right now. We'll have news on that hopefully next week. Uh, we'll also have uh, news next week, I think. I'm looking over at Dave uh, the Ray and the Grunt to Grown staff right now to see if they give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. We should have news next week where you can start to buy your Grunt to Grown merchandise, starting with the cover of the book, which was an art design um, uh, done for me by D.O., Daniel Owens, D.O., who is on his honeymoon right now in Jamaica uh, with his beautiful bride, G. And um, uh, we'll have word, uh, hopefully, next week? Is it uh, maybe the week after? We'll have word within the next two weeks on how you can start to purchase your Grunt to Grown merchandise, starting with the cover of the book. I also want to thank uh, Johnny Montana, and the West Virginia Bumblebee for um, communicating with me this week. Uh, last week on the podcast, I said I'd like to do a podcast uh, strictly on prospecting, on how you prospect. How do you go out and look for new clients? So I've, I, I've requested that you email me 
with how you prospect for new business? Uh, do you use LinkedIn? Do you use, uh, you know, what method do you use to prospect? And Johnny Montana and the West Virginia Bumblebee both hit me up with two really good prospecting ideas. And that uh, prospecting program or podcast should be next week. I think we're going to do that for next week. We have that on the schedule for now. Yeah, okay, the staff is giving me a thumbs up on that. Also want to uh, say uh, congratulations to Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact beat um, Austin Aries for the Impact uh, Heavyweight Championship on Sunday night at Bound for Glory. So I uh, just want to say to Johnny Impact, congratulations on winning that title. A lot of controversy in that match. I get it. I understand it. I was listening to uh, Dave DeGreca and uh, Bully Ray on Busted Open uh, yesterday talking about all the controversy uh, that happened after the match with Austin Aries. Um, but putting that aside, congratulations to Johnny Impact on winning that championship. So um, jumping into the podcast this week, I got my um, – PWI, uh, 28th annual top 500 countdown of the top 500 wrestlers in professional wrestling over the weekend. Now, PWI is Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, for you, you guys and gals out there that may not know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is like the wrestling magazine of all wrestling magazines. Uh, it uh, has long supported professional wrestling and, um, you know, it's back in the day, you used to be able to go to a 7-Eleven or a convenience store, and it was one of the hottest-selling magazines uh, uh, back in the 80s. Uh, they couldn't keep it on the shelves. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, um, Inside Wrestling, or Wrestling Insider. Um, Bill Apter, my hero, actually uh, was a photojournalist for these magazines. They actually called these magazines the Apter Mags because he did so much work and poured so much of his heart and his soul and his passion into these magazines. But every year, PWI does an annual ranking of the top 500 wrestlers in professional wrestling. And my PWI annual ranking of the top 500 wrestlers came in over the weekend. So needless to say, most of my weekend has been involved in just scouring through my PWI wrestling magazine. Now, I know some of the wrestlers that are out there are probably laughing at me right now going, man, uh, this Benjamin Burroughs, what a mark. That's what they call diehard fan in professional wrestling. He's a mark. Well, yeah, hell yeah, I'm a mark. I love professional wrestling. And um, <laughs> I'm a sales professional as well, but I love professional wrestling. So if you want to call me a mark, uh, call me a mark. And I know that there's some uh, wrestling uh, cheat sheets out there, and there's some wrestling uh, podcasts and some wrestling websites. They put no stock in what's written in some of these magazines and, and all that. But for me, uh, it brings me great joy. I love to read PWI uh, magazine. So it is Pro Wrestling Illustrated. If you get a chance, pick it up. The 28th annual PWI 500. And the number one wrestler this year for the second time in a row is a non-WWE wrestler. 
It is Kenny Omega. And I find that in itself pretty fascinating that two years in a row that the WWE didn't have the top-ranked wrestler. Now, again, the, the WWE and the rankings of professional wrestling, that would be like, if you were to break it down uh, at, like they do in baseball, that would be the major league of professional wrestling. That would be the show. If you watch the movie Bull Durham, Kevin Costner's uh, character always talked about the show, getting to the show. Well, the WWE and professional wrestling is the show. It is the biggest promotion. It is an international promotion. It is traded on Wall Street. That's how big the WWE is. And they travel all over the world putting on professional wrestling events. And then you would have what would be Triple A, just like in baseball. And I would say that those federations that are triple A right now, and I'm probably going to take some heat for this. I get it. Uh, so you uh, you wrestlers out there that uh, listen to the podcast and you diehard professional wrestling fans, I, I, I'm sure you'll give me some heat on this. Um, even Sonny Thunder here at the Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome has given me some heat on this. But the triple A affiliates of professional wrestling would be your Ring of Honor, your New Japan, uh, your uh, TNA Impact. I would say that they're the AAA. And then you can go down to AA uh, promotions and you can uh, go down to um, your single A, which may be your local guys. Uh, like I follow Rampage Pro Wrestling and 1CW and Primal Conflict and... Um, uh, ECWA, although ECWA, I probably would consider a, a, a double A because they're, they're a, a pretty good regional uh, wrestling company. But the WWE is like the major league. That is the show. That's the epitome. That's where you want to get to if you are a professional wrestling, a wrestler. That's where you want to be. And for the second year in a row, a non-WWE wrestler has topped the PWI Top 500. This year, it's Kenny Omega. Next year, I'm going to take a guess. It's probably going to be Cody Rhodes. I like Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes came in at number eight on the ranking this year, especially with the year that Cody Rhodes has had. But Kenny Omega, congratulations on being ranked number one by the PWI. So how does Pro Wrestling Illustrated come up with the criteria of making their top 500. When the editors of PWI look at this, what measurements are they using? Well, on page 13 of the PWI magazine, with the top 500 rankings, they list the criteria. The criteria goes as this. It's based on a wrestler's win-loss record. It's based off a wrestler's technical ability. It's based off a wrestler's influence on the sport. It's based off a wrestler's success against the highest grade of competition. 
It is based on a wrestler's success against the most diverse competition, and it's based on a wrestler's activity. This is the criteria that Pro Wrestling Illustrated uses when ranking the top 500 professional wrestlers in the industry. Win-loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, and activity. And when I read that over the weekend, as I scoured through this magazine, like a mark, <laughs> I thought to myself, what if we as sales professionals had a top 500 ranking using this same criteria. Grunt to grown nation, what would that look like? If we were ranked in the profession of sales one to 500 based on this criteria where do you think you would rank and with this podcast i want to plant a seed in you that forces you to start looking at this criteria as a scorecard for your professional sales career and not just your career but how about for your quarter and for your year so as we start to move through the fourth quarter of 2018 using this criteria what does your sales year look like now, I, I get it. I understand it. You are listening to the podcast right now and you're going, I'm already measured on profit. I'm already measured on sales quota. I, I'm already measured by the CRM systems that we employ. Why do I need more criteria? Criteria. Well, when I read this, I really thought if you wanted to break down a sales professional, here is the criteria right here that would define success or failure. So as you look at the first three quarters of 2018, what does your win-loss record look like? Are you winning more business than you're losing? Are you gaining more new business than what you planned for? Are you winning sales? What is your closing ratio? What is that percentage? And you need to know that percentage if you're going to grow. If you have a... And I'm just, I let, we're using baseball earlier. Let's use baseball. Uh, a, 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 a hitter in baseball who has a career average of 300 is 
kind of guaranteed to making the Hall of Fame. That That's a pretty good career. So if you close 30% of your business, then that's the number, your root number, that you use in planning future growth. Uh, we were talking about prospecting new business. So if you have a close ratio of 30% and you want to bring on five clients a, a, a week, new clients a week, you have to prospect 45 new potential clients. Why 45? Because 30% of 45 is 15. So you prospect 45 to gain 15 appointments. 30% of 15 is five. You, out of the 15 appointments, you plan to close five. And you can see where that would drive you to want to drive your closing percentage up past 30%. You actually would want to get your closing percentage up closer to 75 or 80%. But in taking a look back and using the criteria from, from Pro Wrestling Illustrated's ranking of the top 500 professional wrestlers, where is your win-loss record through the first three quarters of 2018? The second point is technical ability. And technical ability can mean two things to me. One, you understanding your products and your services thoroughly. That you're continuing to educate yourself on your products and on your services. And two, are you continuing to educate yourself on the profession of sales? You've heard me say it before, and I will say it again. We as sales professionals need to continue to educate ourselves each and every day. A couple podcasts ago, we talked about some of the great business leaders, political leaders, social leaders of our time, how they read 10 to 12 books a year, and they spend five hours a week continuing to educate themselves. So where would you rank your technical ability? The third point is influence on the sport, or for us, influence in our industry and with our customers. Are we making inroads on how we can influence not just our clients, but our industry? Can we influence our company? Can we influence the vendors and manufacturers that we represent? Where would you rank yourself on influencing the industry and influencing the client? Have you gained the client's trust enough to influence the client? And then, as you evaluate, you self-evaluate, what about success against the highest grade of competition? You know, in a previous podcast, I had said that I'm thankful for my competition, and you should be thankful for your competition because it drives us to be better. I've heard sales professionals complain about all this competition. 
But competition drives you to be better. It drives you to want to be the best that you can be for your family, for yourself, for your client, for your company. So how would you rate yourself in success against the highest grade of competition? If you walk into a client and let's just say they're using a mega giant like Amazon, do you just concede and say, I can't compete? Or are you finding ways to compete and deliver to your client? And then think about your success against the most diverse competition. We talked about this in our last podcast when we did our very first book of the month, which, by the way, was not Grunt to Grown, Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. Thank you to the Grunt to Grown staff for that. They're all looking at me kind of weird now. It was Inside the Magic Kingdom. And we talked about diverse competition, how the Magic Kingdom, how Disney considers UPS and FedEx competitors. Why? Because when you're booking a vacation, if you don't receive the same level of respect and you don't receive the same level of cooperation and you don't receive the same level of professionalism and you don't receive the same satisfaction from Disney that you did from FedEx or from UPS, then Disney believes they failed. So what has been your success against the most diverse competition? And then finally, what is your activity? As sales professionals, we are measured on activity. We are measured on sales and growth of sales Profit and growth of profit. What has been your activity? So this week on Grunt to Grown, as we celebrate Pro Wrestling Illustrated's ranking of the top 500 wrestlers in the professional wrestling industry using this criteria, as a sales professional, where do you think you rank in the industry of sales? And again, the criteria, win-loss record, technical ability, influence on your clients and your industry, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, and your activity. As you go through this exercise this week, please email me your results. Email me and give me an idea of where you rank. Now, Grunt to Grown Nation, I'm not looking to put together a top 500 of the top sales professionals in this great country. This is an exercise um, in self-awareness to hopefully make you better. So I'd love to hear 
your feedback on that. Email me at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. And just real quick, I wanted to go through some other uh, PWI uh, top 500 uh, number one rankings just to give you an idea of how diverse this is. Uh, in 1992, and yes, I have my 1992 PWI magazine in my hand, the uh, number one ranking went to Sting. At the time, uh, he was a former two-time WCW world champion. And, of course, his greatest uh, feuds were against uh, the greatest wrestler probably ever in Ric Flair. In 1994, the number one ranking went to Bret Hart. Brett, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, was the WWF World Heavyweight Champion for the second time. And um, he beat Yoko Zono in uh, WrestleMania 10. And uh, in 19, uh, I'm just going to do one more here. Let me put one. Okay, 1995. The number one wrestler in 1995 was Diesel. A.K.A. Kevin Nash. And don't get me started there because I'm in somewhat of a feud uh, with big, sexy uh, Kevin Nash. <laughs> That's going to wrap up uh, this podcast of Grunt to Grown, Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. Please email me at uh, greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at Benjamin Burroughs. And you can follow me on Twitter at Great American Thunder, at Real Ben Burroughs. And remember, you are the Great American Thunder on which this nation rolls because nothing happens until something is sold. So quit listening to me and get out there. Sell something. I am one voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand guard and take shots, give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. I am my thoughts, my skill displayed.